So I have been doing some research recently, and I realized that 67% of America does a heck of a lot of things. Okay, I was doing some research where 67% of America uses social media. 67% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. 67% of America eats chocolate on Valentine's Day, right? It, it, 67% is two-thirds. That number is thrown around all day long, but the stat that we're going to talk about today that is going to be the most important is that 67%, about two out of every three people, don't have an estate plan. Now, don't leave. Don't leave. I know whenever I say estate plan, right, wills, trusts, etc., people run for the hills. They're like, man, I know I need to do it. I just don't know how. and I just don't, I don't want to do it. I want to go watch a video on something more cool and sexy like the TSP. Let's go talk about that. And I say, hey, hold your horses, right? Hold your horses. If we don't have a good estate plan, every other piece of your plan can crumble. Crumble if you don't have a good estate plan in place. Because it doesn't just affect when you're dead, right? It affects while you're alive as well. It can affect a lot of things. And certainly your legacy, right? What you leave behind, it makes a massive, massive difference. Now, I, I know you as my viewers, my listeners, you guys are certainly above average. So I assume many of you already have a state doctrine, which is amazing. Now, we're going to talk about how people get this so overcomplicated. And I believe that is why people get nervous about this when we talk about it, because they think it's going to be complicated. They think it's going to be expensive. They think it's going to be time consuming. And it doesn't have to be any of that. Okay. We're going to talk about today the key elements you need to have in your estate plan to make sure that your retirement plan is well-rounded. You don't want to have a gaping hole in your plan that's going to jack everything up, right? doesn't matter how healthy your TSP is. If you don't have a good estate plan, things are going to get jacked up. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, Rule number one with estate plans, keep it simple, stupid, right? As, as we learn from the Navy, right? That's they're saying. Keep it simple, stupid. Especially when it comes to financial things, the moment we add complexity to anything, things break. Things break. Things don't work. We don't know how they work. It gets confusing. We don't want that. We want to keep it simple. So there are three elements that every estate plan needs. And if you have an estate plan, make sure you got these elements. If you don't have an estate plan, when you get it, as you get these documents, which should be soon, right? Maybe that's a New Year's resolution for you, right? Get estate documents done. It doesn't have to, often it's pretty simple. It doesn't have to take that long. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, okay? Number one, first element, deciding where your assets go, okay? It sounds simple, and there's really just a few different ways to make sure your hard-earned dollars go to where you want, whether it's a charity, whether it's to your kids, regardless, right, to where you want without having to go through probate, without a big old mess, okay, because this is one of the most important pieces. There is first, <clears throat> excuse me, beneficiary designations. So we're talking life insurance have, has those, um, retirement accounts like your TSP IRA, those have those, right? Any account that has a designation for your beneficiary, you want to make sure you keep that updated because there's no will, there's no trust in the world that can undo a incorrect beneficiary, that has been ruled time and time again in court, that even if your beneficiary for your life insurance or your TSP is your ex-spouse and you just forgot to update it, it doesn't matter what your will says, your beneficiary takes precedence every single time. So that's number one. Make sure those are correct. If you've done that, that's a big piece of it. Number two, what else? What about everything else, right? Then we've got to start looking at things like wills and, tr and trusts, okay? 
For most assets, a will is fine. Now, when it comes to houses, sometimes we need a trust um, to make sure we avoid probate and things like that. Um, but keep that in mind, okay? Keep that in mind. Every state is a little different. So I know I'm talking with people in every single state um, in the country, right? There, there's people all over. And so depending on the state, the rules are going to be a little different. But long story short, you want to make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. Doing that is going to be one of the biggest things. And then for the rest of your property, if you've got a bunch of real estate and it's complicated, maybe you need to trust. If it's super simple, maybe just a will is just fine. Okay, Those are the key elements. And that, again, is the first element of deciding where you want your assets to go. Okay, Number two, that is medical directives. Okay, So these are so crucial. And again, this is going to affect you while you're alive. And this is all about, okay, if something happens to you, and as you get older, as you get close to retirement, or maybe not, maybe you're young, something is going to happen at some point. It's just a matter of when, okay? Where it is so helpful to have medical directors in place that say, hey, look, this is the type of care I'm, I'm okay with. This is the type of care I don't want. Having those in writing will, will make sure your wishes are actually followed, right? That people have them. So they're like, oh, no, he wants this. He doesn't want that, right? Massively important. Now, medical directives are also called advanced directives or a living will, it's all the same thing, right? Different names for the same thing. So you want to make sure you you have those in place so your wishes can be followed because no one knows your wishes, you're incapacitated, guess what? They're not going to be followed, okay? You want to make sure your wishes are known and in writing, okay? And every state actually has different systems to manage this. For example, I'm in Arizona. So here in Arizona, there's a, there's a system where you could fill out certain documents and have it on and file with the state. And so no matter what hospital or wherever you're at, they could access that as well, okay? Every state's a little different. Um, yeah, you can check it, check it out for your state, okay? So that's that. That is the medical directive. So that's two out of three elements. So far, easy peasy. What's, le- what's left? Well, the last one is powers of attorney, powers of attorney. And what this is all about is making sure that if you can't make a decision for whatever reason, again, you're in a coma, you're incapacitated, whatever, right? Whatever, who can make financial decisions for you? Who can make financial decisions for you, okay? Most of the time, um, for financial decisions, it's a, it's the spouse, right? If, you, if you're married, hey, putting your spouse as the, the financial power of attorney will give them power to do anything in your name that so that there's no issues, right? That things can still progress, that your affairs can be taken care of. And not, some, sometimes there's no power of attorney. No one can make decisions for you. You're incapacitated. Things just lock up. Things freeze up. No one's able to do anything, and that can be really, really bad over time. If they can't access money, they can't do things for you, that, that's a big problem, big problem, okay? So you want to make sure you have a, someone on the line so that they can be your financial power of attorney, okay? They can make decisions for you if you can't. Um, number two, medical power of attorney. Who can make medical decisions for you if you can't? Again, those are both super, super crucial, Okay. So overall, that, that's all you need, generally. Now, in complex situations, it may be a little different, but most people, the vast majority of Americans, that's all they need. This, the documents they need to make sure their assets go where they want it to go, right? We're talking beneficiaries, wills, maybe a trust, okay? Also, medical directives, right? Making sure it's in writing, hey, what kind of care do you want and not want, right? That's number two. Number three, power of attorney. Who can make decisions for you if you can't? financial and medical. If you have those documents in place to make that happen, you're probably just fine. Probably just fine. Okay. Now the next big question, okay, I know that I need these things, but how do I get them? What's the best place to go? Now there's, there's a couple options, but actually there's lots of options. Um, but there's really two groups of options. Okay. Group number one 
is online, right? There's tons of companies like LegalZoom.com or Willingly.com. There's tons of these options online where that you can get estate documents and they do all the hard work for you. You don't have to type up these documents, right? They've drafted, they have templates and you can use them and they don't cost very much. You know, you could even get free templates online if you want. Um, you just better cross your fingers that they work for you, right? That they work. Um, so that's option number one is doing online service or online documents, whatever. And is that option going to take you potentially more time? Yeah, potentially. Uh, may take you a little more effort, some time, but it'd certainly be cheaper than the alternative, which is going to a uh, local estate attorney. Now, my recommendation, if you have any complexity in your estate plan, whether, you know, whether it's where you want things to go or maybe you want a special type of trust or whatever, I would talk with a pro. I would talk with a, a, a state attorney, which I'm not. I'm a financial planner. Um, I'm not an estate attorney. We don't draft these documents for our clients. We make sure they get what they need. We don't draft them for them, okay? So you want to talk with a pro that knows what they're doing because first, when it comes to estate documents, this is what I've seen. Either you pay it now or you pay it later, right? You can either pay it now to get it done right or you pay it or your heirs pay it later trying to fix the mess. And generally, fixing the mess is a lot more time-consuming and expensive than trying to do it right the first time, right? So that is the scoop there, right? I hope I was able to present it today in a way that was accessible and not daunting. So please take one step, maybe do some research, maybe talk with a local attorney and say, hey, what would this cost, right? Every attorney is a little different. The cost is different. What they provide is different. So maybe go talk to someone. Maybe do some research online. Take one action today and you will thank yourself for the rest of your life as you get things in order and have things squared away. Because the last thing we want is to leave a mess for the people behind, right? That's the last thing we want. And I know that you don't want to do that either. So I hope that's helpful. Again, thank you for being here. There's tons of helpful resources in the links below, whether a free book on, on the TS. There's tons of helpful things below. So check that out. If you're a federal employee, you won't regret it. So have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk soon.